All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rise Up Podcast. I am your host, Jonah Mitchell, and on this show, I do my best to help you rise up to your potential by simplifying everything that goes into a weight loss, health and fitness journey, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, and make sure that you get out of your own way uh, by by breaking things down simply, helping you understand the thoughts and the, the beliefs that you have, and you know, sometimes nerding out on, on just information of on what I've learned over the years as I've gone through my own transformations help help clients do it on a, on a, on a regular basis um, and I try to do as much as I can to make this process as simple and as easy as possible so I appreciate you being here if you're new here thank you so much for stopping by if you learned something today um, if, it, if you find something helpful uh, I really appreciate if you just share this with one person if you're one of my reoccurring listeners I really appreciate the hell out of you um, uh, all the messages I get from people who listen to the show it, it means a lot to me this is something that I uh, I'm incredibly passionate about. It. It's like my own little, I don't know, how do I explain it? Getaway, <laughs> I guess, or uh, brain dump. Here, yeah, that's better because uh, for those of you who know me, I can talk uh, a lot. So, podcast seems to be just the uh, ideal situation for me. <laughs> so, without further ado, I'm sure you saw the title of the episode. Um, we're going to be talking about the. Uh, the true secrets of uh, building muscle and losing fat, right? We're going to talk about the things that most people don't understand um, and that there's going to be a give and take in everything that we do. Um, and that, uh, and then we're just going to hopefully uh, shed some light on the situations so that you can better go into your own journey, your own process and understand it a little bit more, right? Um, also, if you're new here, I always link my other social medias in the show notes down below. Um, if you want to be a part of my Facebook group, that's also down there below. Um with that, which that has a bunch of other free resources um, that should that are aimed to help you when it comes to nutrition and all that fun stuff. All right, so, oh man, how do we start off building muscle and shedding fat? Well, you know, I whenever I'm teaching somebody something, teaching a client something, I always start with the basics, uh, the basics of understanding what is going on, right? Um, you know, there's there's some there's core basics that need to be understood. In order to lose weight or lose body fat, there has to be some sort of calorie deficit. If we're truly trying to build muscle mass, there's usually going to have to be some sort of surplus if the intention is building, right? And the reason for both of those, right? Body fat is a uh, storage storage uh, is 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 a storage uh, resource, and um, in order for us to lose that storage resource, we need to tell our body that it needs to that food is no longer as abundant as it as it once were. So it needs to tap into the uh, energy reserves that we hold on to on our body, right? Um, whereas muscle, it is a non-essential resource, meaning we don't need muscle to survive. Um, body fat, we do need. <laughs> uh, where and it, muscle can be very expensive, right? Because usually, if our body isn't supported, if we're not eating enough calories, uh, it is very difficult for our body to even want to build and store muscle tissue as a resource. It has to have the environment. It has to have a stimulus um, that says that this is important to us. All right. And that's, and because muscle is expensive, you know, usually when you eat in a surplus without the appropriate stimulus, it's stored as, uh, as body fat primarily. Uh, if you do have the appropriate stimulus, again, the stimulus meaning that you're telling your body that muscle is important, you, you, you're getting stronger, you need the muscles on your body, then that those resources will be allocated to muscle mass, right? So one those basic principles, right? In order to see one thing, we have to have something happening, right? So I want you to understand that because 
sometimes <laughs> our goals can be um, misleading because we don't understand those basic concepts, right? I want to shed fat and build muscle at the same time. Well, sometimes those are very counterintuitive processes, right? You can, when you're in a deficit, right? When we're telling our body that muscle, or I'm sorry, that uh, we no longer, we need to start burning through the stores that we have on our body, the energy reserves that we have on our body, you are not eating enough food to support the building of tissue. You are eating uh, food you are eating. You can uh, you can adjust the macronutrients of your food to help encourage that when you are in a deficit, the one thing that is lost is body fat, right? However, the act of building is pretty difficult, but retention in a deficit is important, right? And when we and usually when people think they want to build muscle, they really want to just see more definition on their body, right? And to see more definition. We want to reduce the amount of muscle mass we lose when we're in a deficit, and we want to primary, primarily target fat loss. And that's where muscle tone and definition starts to come from, is, is by lowering that body fat percentage, by telling your body fat loss is the priority, and so it doesn't tear down the muscle tissues, right? Because most people are used to, uh, to when they want to lose weight, they up their cardio, they slash their calories. But everything that we do, and I'm pretty sure I've had an episode similar to this, but I want uh, it's never never too bad to remind you, Right. The everything that we do is an interpretation, um, and our body's always listening, whether we're, we're whether we're aware of it or not. So when you do slash your calories and you ma- drastically increase your caloric burn, well, you're telling your body that weight loss is important. But we're also saying that food is way more scarce, and you've been running for like hell. <laughs> you've been burning a lot of calories, so. Great. If that's the stimulus, if we don't have enough, if we don't have a lot of food in our system, but our energy expenditure is high, then we are going to burn through all our resources in order for you to lower your your natural caloric burn, right? Because, well, muscle is expensive and it burns more calories. So if you're going to be burning your calories manually by being uh, by doing a lot of cardio, uh, just being hyperactive, then we don't then your body doesn't want to aid in the further burning of calories because it has survival on the brain or on the body, right? Because your body's number one goal is to survive and it's just going to adapt to the situation, adapt to the stimulus so it can best help you survive, right? It thinks in, it thinks like everything's a life or death situation, even though we live in 2023, our body and our brain still have very primitive responses. So this is why it's important to understand what you're telling your body. Our body thinks in very primitive, primitive thoughts. So if you can think, Okay, am I telling my body that fat loss and weight loss are important to me by starving it, by hyper-focusing on activity, or am I depriving my body and telling it that no resource is really important, so we're going to shed, we're going to tear down muscle, we're going to tear down fat at the same time, so then when we do lose the weight, we're a smaller, fatter version of ourselves because we don't have the muscle mass that we once did, right? And like I said earlier, muscle is expensive. If we don't eat enough to support it, when we're going through these things, it's a very prime source of energy. Um, And because body fat is necessary for survival, muscle mass becomes the priority of burning first before it gets into those survival reserves. So if food is scarce, activity is super, super high, it's going to burn through the non-essential resource first and save the body fat stores. That's not saying that you will not lose fat by doing this, but it's it's not, it's a little bit more resistant. It's going to target the things that we don't want to lose first because it's what you're telling it. You're not supporting it, right? So Understanding that if fat loss and muscle definition is the goal, a deficit is required, right? But however, however, building muscle, right, 
if you want to take a slower route, right? Slower route is essentially going into a slight surplus with a good enough training stimulus, you know, training anywhere from two to five, maybe even two to six times a week, right? I don't recommend seven because, you know, at least one rest day is important, but anywhere from two to five times a week, right? Staying relatively active when it comes to daily activity outside of that, slight surplus and you're intentionally burning calories or uh, eating more calories and your stimulus is telling that, hey, even though we have more calories in our system, we are training in a way that we want those calories to be stored as muscle. That does not mean that body fat will not be stored, right? Because it's we're in a surplus. There is going to be a chance that um, there's probably going to be, no, it's not even probably, there is a, a chance, there is going to be some sort of body fat uh, gain. And a lot of people are scared of that, right? So I wanted to give you the both sides of this so you know, like, hey, there's, there's seasons and everything you can adjust, you can pivot. And it, depending on what you want to truly do, it decides the path that, really works for you. A lot of people, some people have built muscle unintentionally, right? They're eating in a surplus, but they're training consistently and they are just, they're eating more than they think they are. And then they gain weight, right? They, they're unknowingly gaining muscle, right? If their training is consistent with the, the surplus, right? So anyway, going back to, before I go down my rabbit hole, if truly gaining muscle mass is important, the ideal path would not would to be hold off on a deficit, stay at a slight surplus or even around a maintenance, right? To just give your body enough of the building blocks to shift the the focus around body fat storage and more onto muscle mass storage, and then go into a deficit. Now your body has more muscle mass to hold on to, right? Because you gave it some time to build, right? To to store uh, muscle as a resource and you have the stimulus, the the routines, the support to, uh, to tell your body those things are important. So when you do transition into a deficit where you keep your uh, protein high, you keep your training in a good place, you're telling your body, you're not starving your body, you're giving it enough stimulus with your training and you're giving it enough, uh, uh, enough calories to support uh, muscle storage um, but still in a deficit to help encourage fat loss. It's a very intricate, interesting process, right? So this, essentially the secret is um, you can have both, <laughs> but if you're trying to do both at the same time, it could not be as efficient as you would like it to be. Whereas if you would go one over the other for a short, for a time period, right? And kind of go at it in seasons, then you might see better results over time. And not a lot of people like hearing that because, they want to see, they want to have their ideal body now, right? But hey, we're all going, we're um, um, we're all going to die one day, right? It, does 90-year-old care, does 90-year-old you care how long it took for you to get there? Or are they going to care more that you just got there, right? I want to tell you a quick story. You know, my I grew up an athlete oh, my, my, my whole life. Um, and I always just wanted to look like an athlete. And in my, I did look like an athlete, but in my head back then, I was like, I need to have a certain muscle tone, a certain muscle definition. I can't have the weird lower belly pooch that, you know, everything else I have is, is defined. But this, I just can't get the last two uh, of the of the six pack that I ideally would like to have. I would just always tell, I would always ask like my friends who were like shredded and ripped. And I would ask my coach, like, how do I train this spot? How do I look like this athlete? How do I look like this athlete? But I was never truly, I never truly understood what else, what went beyond just tra training hard and eating. Like I didn't know anything about macronutrients, didn't know how to support my body. I just eat more and train more, right? If you want to look better, you, eat, you got to, if you want to gain weight, you want to get, gain muscle, um, you got to eat more. And I always hated that because I just, I thought I used to eat a lot, but again, 
I was, I, I, I don't know, if you're new to this, I struggled gaining weight for a long time and I struggled losing weight for a long time. So I've been on all spectrums and it's, it's, it took me, I had to figure out a lot of shit because I always messed with my head, you know? So there was a time where the first time I actually, the first time I went on a bulk unintentionally was like my senior year of college. And that's where I said, okay, I don't care what it is. I'm going to eat six times a day. Um, and I had two jobs at the time while doing training for football my last season. And uh, luckily, I had my wife or then girlfriend who made it a little bit easier, who would cook dinners and she would meal. This is her practicing meal prep. God, six years ago now. Um, I think that was six years ago. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, six years ago. Um, and she would just help me just make sure that I stayed accountable to that. Right. So I, this was, I unintentionally went on a bulk. I had enough, I had enough training stimulus to tell my body that muscle was important. Muscle mass was the primary pri, uh, priority. I did gain body fat, right. But because I was in a surplus, but my strength was crazy high because I had more calories in my system. Um, and I didn't have the body that I thought I was going to have when I was eating more, because obviously I didn't know these tools. I didn't know what it meant to be in a surplus. <laughs> <laughs> just to eat more, eat more, eat more. So I got up. I, I when I did gain the weight, I had the strength. I had unintentionally built a lot more muscle mass than than I had prior. So when I went on my first deficit, unknowingly, I already had a lot of muscle that was that was going to show when I shed body fat. Uh, when I when I was prioritizing body fat specifically, I had unintentionally built a lot of muscle. Right. So when I shifted my into my first deficit and I was supporting my body with by eating 300 grams of protein, I don't recommend that. That was a lot of protein. I spent a lot of money on supplements, like at least four hundred dollars a month. It was ridiculous. God, it was basically a, almost a car payment <laughs> or it was a car payment. Um, and I was eating a lot of protein, but I was in a deficit. So my muscle mass stayed and it was it was it was there. It, it stayed for a long, it, it was the priority, right? I, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. But now that I look back on it, what I was, what I did do, when I bulked, I had enough training, I was working hard. And even though I was gaining body fat, I didn't know that later down the line, it was going to allow me to get to the athletic physique that I was looking for to, to quote unquote, look like the athlete. Because when I was going through that, I, did, I focused solely on one. First, I was focusing on gaining weight. And I gained the weight and then I had a hard time losing it. But when I kind of figured out <laughs> that I need what I needed to do, uh, I focused on muscle or I focused on protein. Again, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. That's why I'm trying to hopefully save you the time. And as I started losing weight, the body fat percentage was going down because I was primarily primarily prioritizing fat loss because of the stimulus I was sending. I was training enough. I was eating enough protein specifically. And I got down to like eight or nine percent body fat for my wedding. Right. I had no idea how I did any of that. But I got really good results both ways because I focused on one at a time, right? And there's, again, I'm only telling you this because it's what I saw personally. When I'm working with people, I don't I don't take them through a bulk if they don't need to. I don't take them into a deficit if they don't need to. A lot of times we stay around to maintenance to see body composition improvements first before we go into a deficit, right? But it, it just depends, Right. So when it comes to understanding this whole scenario, we, we really want to understand where you're at. What are you not seeing? And what would you like to see? Because then we can say, do we want to spend some time focusing specifically on building muscle? Or do you already have the muscle mass from years of just training and not really paying attention to your food? And now we just need to get you consistent with a protein amount that's going to support uh, fat loss specifically and allow your, your muscle mass to be retained, even though you're in a deficit. Because I, I think I barely covered on this earlier in the episode, when you're in a deficit, and uh, muscle mass loss is is definitely a possibility because you do not have 
enough calories in your system to support the retention of or the full retention of all of your muscle mass. Like some of it will go away. But if we make sure that fat loss is the priority and fat and muscle mass loss is is negligible, right? Even if there are some slight drops, we still see more of uh, more fat loss, you're in a good spot. Right. Because if mu if because muscle is expensive, it's not an essential resource like body fat is. So it's normal if we're in a deficit to see some overall muscle mass drop. But again, if it's compared to the fat, the fat mass, um, if that becomes a priority that you're doing it right. Right. So anyway, going through that deficit. Right. Or wherever you're at, whatever you want to see, we want to make sure that's very, very clear so we can then see the path forward. Sometimes it's going to be very beneficial to if say you're overweight, right? Maybe it's going to be super beneficial for you to spend time burning through the, 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 the body fat stores that are on your body first. And then when you're at a comfortable place, physically kind of normalize, stay there for a second, and then, um, and then adjust to focus on building muscle mass, right? If that's the goal, if that's truly what, what you want to see, um, if it's muscle tone, muscle tone, uh, if you want to see muscle tone, you don't necessarily need to build muscle, right? As long as you're training and you're eating enough protein, you can see body composition improvements um, through just doing that, right? So I guess I'm just, I'm going in a circle. I want to give you the actual understanding, like the, the, uh, the, um, the amounts, the, the calories, the protein that is necessary for you to see the results that you want. So let's say you want to prioritize fat loss, Okay where we're going to intentionally eat less calories than we burn to elicit a, 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 a response to our body that it needs to start burning through our excess storage, our excess of storage energy, right? So a deficit is anything below your maintenance calories, all right? There's there's so many ways to find your maintenance. <laughs> um, a lot of people go the calculator route, which they put their height, weight, their age in, um, and it spits out a number that says, eat this much to lose weight, right? Which is not a bad idea, not a bad place to start, but I want... I want people to understand that those are just estimates. And if we can treat them as estimates, they're going to be a lot more, um, they won't be as necessarily harmful in the long run because it's like, I have to eat 1200 calories to lose weight. Cause then that, that is very counterintuitive to the muscle tone goals that you have. And if you're eating 1200 calories, but you're burning like 2,500 calories, there's not a lot of food in your system to help reinforce that muscle mass is the important resource here. Right? So, um, use, if you're going to use a calculator, I would use it uh, and I would, instead of finding the number that it says to lose weight, I would pick the number that says to maintain weight, right? Start there. Cause we really don't know our output until we check our input. Um, another way would be take your uh, body weight in, um, in pounds and multiply it by 12. Again, this is just an estimate. It does not have, it's not always super set in stone. It's just a general idea. Um, Ideally, the most accurate way, but also the more tedious way is to be track your food for two to four weeks, um, and then you average out everything that you ate so to get a general idea of where you're currently eating and how your body weight is adjusting. Is your body weight staying within the same two to five pounds throughout that entire time? Great. That's probably around your maintenance calories. Were you gaining weight over that time? Great. You're probably finding more along your surplus calories. Uh, did you lose weight over that time? Because now you're paying attention to your food and probably less likely, uh, more likely to eat uh, less of the snacky things. Well, now you're probably starting to find what your deficit number looks like, right? So anyway, your deficit is anywhere, your appropriate deficit if fat loss is the goal and muscle retention is the goal. So this is going to drop body fat percentage and ideally increase uh, muscle definition, muscle tone, probably going to find better results two to 500 calories below your maintenance calories, right? And sustaining that. 
if your goal is to go through a body recomposition where you're not necessarily trying to build or uh, or lose weight right now, where you just want to go through and it's like maybe you're happy with your weight and you just like to see uh, improvements on your on your body, which uh, which we can do at a maintenance level. So yeah, you would probably just stay within this within 10% of what your maintenance calories is. Like I would I like to give a range like 100 calories above your maintenance, 100 calories below your maintenance, and usually it averages out at your maintenance regardless. Um, and if the goal is to be in a surplus to specifically focus on muscle mass, then the anything uh, anything in a surplus. <laughs> um, so this start this could be as simple as 50 calories above your maintenance. Um, you know, depending on the per depending on the person and, and the adaptation that they're looking to respond, if they want to get hyper aggressive, then usually that's where the higher surpluses come from. Um, but again, if you want to, I usually recommend people be very gradual, because um, a lot of times they're not their stimulus, their training isn't, uh, isn't always there quite yet. This is why we go kind of, uh, this is why you have a plan set in motion, but yeah, any it, it's can start at 50 calories. You know, if I had to guess where I was at when I went on my first bulk unintentionally, I was probably four to 800 calories above maintenance. Cause I was just eating, I was eating anything and everything all of the time. Um, it was, it was a lot of food. I gained like 35, 40 pounds in three months. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, so it was probably higher than, there's probably more along the lines of 800 calories uh, above my maintenance for 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 a long period of time. All right, so we so that's it's all starts with calories. I start with calories there for because the overall calorie number matters more than anything first, right? And then after after that, after you go from overall calories on what you where you want to go by maintenance, surplus, or deficit, then protein is the next most important thing, right? If we're going the fat loss route. Protein becomes more important. Protein is always important, but protein becomes hyper important when we're trying to purposely shed fat, right? Because we need enough building blocks, the amino acids in our system, in our system, to help remind our body that even though we're tearing down tissue, the one, the the specific amount of tissue we don't want to tear down is the muscle, is the muscle mass, the muscle definition that we want to see, right? So. The amount of protein that you're going to ideally want when you're focusing on this is somewhere between 0.8 grams to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. All right. So me, because I have my numbers in front of me, I'm 203 pounds, right? Anywhere from about 160 to 220 grams of protein is ideal for me. Probably that 160 is probably too low. Probably about 180 to 190 is going to to 220 grams of protein is going to be more ideal for me if I wanted to go on a cut, right, and prioritize fat loss, right? This depends if you're like a 150 pound woman. This is probably going to be between 120 to 100. 160. Again, it depends on the ideal body weight you want, the body composition that you're looking for, but but just take your body weight and multiply it by anywhere from 0.6, uh, 0.8 to 1.2. Um, if you're obese, I would start with 0.6 or one gram per kilo that you weigh. That's probably going to be a little bit more manageable for you. Um, and if muscle is the goal, if you're obese, I would start first going through in a deficit and starting there. Um, but anyway, start always starting on the lower side of protein first before we get into ideal is way more sustainable and probably going to be a lot easier in the long run. All right. Um, so yeah, because we want that amount of protein in order to help remind our body that this is the resource that we are that we value, right? And okay, there's always going to be exceptions. There's always going to be exception exceptions to that rule. But I like like I have older women, 
and, and who I train. And some of them have uh, had surgeries in the past. So like getting to a certain amount of protein can be difficult. Like 120 plus can be very, very difficult for a lot of people, right? So if there's a minimum, I usually try to get people at a minimum of 95 grams. And then if they can hover between 95 and 110 grams and they don't, and they're not obese, or if they are obese, that's, that's still great. Right. But usually that's still enough to help encourage fat loss and, and rate retain muscle retention. Right. Again, all of these are very, these are all general guidelines they are not law. All right. So that's the deficit side. Okay. If maintaining or I'm sorry, if maintaining your weight, but going through a body recomposition, this is more ideal where, again, we're in a pretty ideal weight weight right now, and we just want to see general body composition improvements. This is where you probably want to be on the one-to-one or uh, the one gram per pound of body weight. So if you're about 200 pounds, it, pro it would behoove you to be right around one. This would be probably 180 to 200 grams of protein on a regular basis. Um, if you're like 145, probably 135 to 150, somewhere along those lines um, to help encourage body recomposition. Again, this is factoring in the total calories first, right? And then going through the protein. Um, and then when it comes to a surplus, it might be too difficult to eat more calories uh, or over your body weight um, in grams of protein because that becomes a lot. So usually it's about point. This is where you can probably ride around 0.6 to 0.8 grams the whole time you're in a surplus because that's still enough protein to um, to provide the building blocks for protein synthesis, just the, the building and storage of muscle. And then the rest of your calories that are going to be in a surplus, you know, are going to come from your carbs and your fats because it's easier to eat more of those foods because they're not as, as uh, nutrient dense as certain animal proteins are, right? So. Again, it starts with the calories. It's oh, it starts with where you want to go. It starts with the cal, and then it goes to the calories. Then it goes to the protein, and, and um, you know, based off where you go, carbs and fats don't really matter all that much. You know, if you want to have a general idea, your fats are going to be anywhere from twenty to thirty-five percent of your total calories after your proteins accounted for, and then whatever is left over is going to be your carbs, right? If you want to go the full macro route, I usually just go total calories and protein because it's easier to keep track of, um, and then people could just pick and choose how to appropriately accommodate their calories based off of what their body reacts to better um so yeah i hope that made sense <laughs> um the technical side is always a bit it's always a bit wonky um but you know, i just want i wanted to make this episode i wanted you to know the give and take right the pos the the changes that could that could happen right what what your goal actually means to you and to define which path is ideal is truly ideal for you right and then hopefully that end bit there kind of gave you like the building blocks to start comparing what are you focusing on um oh i guess i'll finish with this because not only is the nutrition important but the stimulus is important as well right and it, almost equal to if not more important is the recovery of the stimulus but we need to if we're going the surplus route right? We need to be training uh, uh, consistently. And I usually tell people if they're training their muscle groups at least twice a week, each muscle group at least twice a week, they're in a good place, right? If you're in a surplus, you're ideal, ideally going to want to be training ideally, again, probably three, at least four, at least three to four times a week. Um, if you have a good stimulus, um, if you're in a deficit, Actually, probably four times a week. If you're in a deficit, probably at least three times a week to help encourage muscle muscle retention. But it also that also depends on your overall schedule, what you can stick with. 
but like I said, as long as you're training your muscle groups at least twice a week, no matter what you're doing, um, surplus, deficit, or maintenance, you're usually it's it's enough of a stimulus to start to tell your body that muscle is important, especially if you have proper programming, um, which favors progressive overload. And that's a whole different lesson, uh, <laughs> different episode of the podcast. I wanted to kind of talk about the expectations and the food first. Um, but yeah, when it comes to training, just as long as you're telling your body that muscle is important and you, and you're doing that on a consistent basis, um, usually you're, you're going to see body composition improvements. Uh, details will probably come a little bit later. This is a little bit more of a, of a, a nerdy episode, I guess, uh, more technical episode than what I'm, what I'm used to, uh, talking about when it comes to like mental health and mindset stuff. But I hope it, I hope it helps. It was good to talk, talk about, and this was a, after, uh, uh, a challenge that we finished up in the transformation project. And a lot of people had muscle, muscle, uh, uh, focuses and you know I wanted to make sure that I could help provide them some some uh, some other uh, some further understanding on, on how our body adapts and adjusts and you know I've had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way and, I, and so that you don't have to learn the lessons the hard way <laughs> so yeah all right I think that's good I hope that made sense I hope it answered some questions I hope it cleared up some things um, and if you have more questions you want me if you want to do a deep dive I, I try to keep this as general as possible because usually all of this depends I want to make that abundantly clear everything always depends right? There's no, there's, there's always going to be exceptions. There's no hard rule. Yes. There's certain things that have to happen to see a specific result, but how we get there is always up for debate, depending on the person. All right. So I hope you learned something today. If you did, I appreciate if you share this episode with at least one person, if you share it on your social media, tag me, I love seeing that, but uh, all the people who do reach out and tag me about, about listening to the show, it, it really means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Um, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I, I love doing this. I know, um, I know these aren't as frequent. I've been very, very busy, but I'm still trying to make time for these uh, so they can come out on a regular basis. So any hooser, I appreciate every one of you listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you on the next one. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Podcast. Since you're still here, and if you're curious about wanting to utilize the tips and tricks that were discussed in this episode, you're going to want to look at the show notes and find the link for this upcoming Summer Transformation Challenge. This is where we give you the exact tools, the exact resources, and the understanding to not only transform your body, but your, also your mind from the inside out so that you can not only see results, but sustain them for the long run. If that's something you're interested in doing, take a quick look at that, at that challenge link. And if you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out to me on all my social media. Hope you have a great day.